It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Ashley Webster. I'm Kennedy. I'm Jason Chaffetz, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, March 28th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. It's a fine line that Western powers are walking. How to support Ukraine without provoking Russia as this invasion continues. But did President Biden cross that line over the weekend? I would imagine that by the end of the week, uh, there will be too many other developments and things will move on. But the real question is, of course, will Putin respond directly to what Biden said? And I think that's where things could really escalate from there. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. There was plenty of big news off the battlefield this weekend, including President Biden saying this. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. The Secretary of State playing cleanup soon afterwards. As you know. And as you've heard us say repeatedly, we do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. And then on Monday, the president asked again about the comment. I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies for it. We're speaking today with Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith over at the Pentagon. We've been in this area before where it seems like when we're going to see the Russians as well as the Ukrainians sit down to talk, that is there a chance of a deal? And then only, of course, to see the the heartbreak that would follow and more missiles that would come even afterwards and would just elevate this crisis even worse than it's already been. We're speaking today with Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith over at the Pentagon. Is this war lasting longer than people thought? And the answer is yes, only because the Russian military was thought to be far superior and was expected to be considering they had spent so much time building up their forces along the Ukrainian border that they had a plan in place. And now, of course, reality shows us something much different, that uh, there was a lot of logistical challenges that the Russians did not prepare for. And that's stuff that's pretty basic, whether it be food or fuel, stuff that you know you're going to need in any type of situation, let alone a war. And the Russians just did not have those capabilities ready to go. I can't speak to as to why that was not the case. That, I think, is going to be something that it's going to be studied by foreign policy experts for a long time. But, John, you're right. Either way, this has dragged down a lot longer than people have thought. But that's also a good thing for the Ukrainians, who, of course, are hanging in there as long as they can. Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost a question of motivation, too, for these Russian forces. They were camped out in the middle of the winter for so long, right on the Ukrainian border. Many of them probably have ties to Ukraine, where it's whether it's personal or maybe someone they know has Ukrainian family. It makes you wonder, why would they personally want to go in and and do Putin's bidding? But that's what they're there for. They're the military. Again, we're speaking with Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith. He is at the center of our military over the Pentagon right now. Let's talk about some of the American reaction to the war recently. President Biden this past weekend made the comment that President Putin can't remain in power. The Secretary of State cleaned that up, saying something to the effect of that's not the United States policy or regime change. Just today, the president will have press conference at the White House, and he's cleaning it up a little further, isn't he? 
Oh, absolutely, because this was a comment that was just not going to go away. Uh, basically, he's, the president was saying that he was just expressing his outrage and that, you know, he just feels that bad people shouldn't be able to continue to do bad things, but that this wasn't necessarily a change in policy, that this was just his own personal feelings. He even says he doesn't believe that this is going to uh, escalate the situation. He says, you know, whether or not this was the right thing to say or not, he wasn't trying to escalate things and that no NATO never has has ever been as strong as it is today. So the president certainly could to address the elephant in the room, and obviously those comments that were made Saturday followed him throughout the weekend. I would imagine that by the end of the week uh, there will be too many other developments and things will move on. But the real question is, of course, will Putin respond directly to what Biden said? And I think that's where things could really escalate from there. Yeah, for sure. Something to watch and something to be wary about also. Another president making some strong comments, that of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky. He called Western governments cowards. He's been in contact with many of them all throughout this war. He addressed American Congress, Canadian Parliament. The list goes on there, but he's not getting the help he wants in the form of fighter jets and no-fly zone. And he really has been calling the West out both directly and indirectly throughout this entire conflict. Say there is some sort of an agreement between Russia and Ukraine where Ukraine becomes neutral, where they're not aligned with Russia, not aligned with NATO. What does that mean for NATO and the West going forward in a relationship with Ukraine? Well, you bring up a lot of uh, good points there. First, let's unpack. You're right. Zelensky has had this uh, on-again, off-again love relationship with the U.S. and NATO. He's obviously very thankful for all the support that the, the U.S. and others have been giving. I was just looking at the package that went out of the Pentagon last week. That was $800 million worth of assistance. We're talking about 2,000 of these Javelin anti-tank, anti-aircraft missiles. You've got uh, these drones, these switchblade drones that have been getting a lot of attention because they're able to really become more effective. They're portable. They're cheaper to produce but they are deadly in the in the right circumstances and can accomplish a lot grenade launchers uh, body armor helmets i mean this is not nothing i mean this is a lot of defensive equipment that the us has said that is going to continue to send into ukraine and has still continued to send in even since the war began but your point specifically was about these fighter jets and whether or not there're more that could be done of course in zelensky's eyes he wants the whole world to retaliate directly against Russia, but the administration, as well as officials in this building, have made it clear they do think there is a fine line here that could, if they don't, if they cross it, that that would escalate things to World War III. Yeah, and I think there's another point to be made here regarding Zelensky and him calling the West cowards. He might not even be breathing right now if it weren't for some of this Western military equipment that's been brought into Ukraine. As we had reports early on in this conflict, there was some sort of Russian hit squad looking to go ahead and kill him, get him out of power, arrest him, whatever they could do, and he still remains in power and his country is still in his hands there obviously it's in shatters right now because of this russian invasion but nevertheless he holds power and he may be bringing vladimir putin to the negotiating table if that does happen now we did another comment from zelensky i found very interesting he said that this war would not be able to end unless he and putin get face to face in a meeting you've covered this thing what do you think that would look like well, there's been talk about a face-to-face -face meeting for a while, but there's been a lot of fears of what could happen to Zelensky if he were to go anywhere outside of his country. I mean, I remember right before the war started, there was a huge fear uh, about him even leaving the country to go meet with other world leaders. There was a big fear that he wouldn't be able to go back to his country or that somebody would try to take him out. There's, as you mentioned, there's also been attacks or attempted uh, plots against him personally. Uh, so for Zelensky, 
I would imagine he would need to make sure that there is no chance that uh, that the Russians could be playing him at all. And in terms of what that looks like, I don't I don't quite know. But I think uh, obviously the U.S. has made it very clear it would like to see a, a, a ceasefire. It would like to see hostilities come to an end. But I also think it's been very interesting is the White House as well as the Pentagon has basically said Ukraine has to control the shots here of what they will accept and won't accept when it comes to a deal. The U.S. not saying, well, we think that they should surrender X territory or they should give up this and that if it would mean a stop to the war. Instead, they say these are all decisions uh, that Zelensky is going to have to make because, after all, he's fighting for his sovereignty of his country, and obviously he wouldn't have a sovereign country if he was having to listen to other countries decide uh, what he should and should not do from there. Today, we're talking with someone at the Pentagon. Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith giving us the latest in this war on Ukraine. We'll have more coming up on the other side of this. It's an important thing to highlight there because the United States wants to get involved in this thing, but not too involved because you're prodding Vladimir Putin, you're prodding Russia, nuclear power. But at the same time, you want to be friendly with Ukraine because they're right there next to Russia and we've been friendly with them in the past. So I think that the United States, President Biden, kind of walking a, a fine line in that respect to get involved, but not get too involved. Again, we're speaking to Fox News correspondent Mark Meredith, who is over at the Pentagon right now. We're talking, of course, about this war in Ukraine, which continues on. On here. You've got a lot of lawmakers, too, John, who have made it very clear that they don't believe that the president has, has chosen the right route. Well, obviously, the administration and folks here at the Defense Department are saying, this is, the, this is what we're going to do. This is our plan. We've heard from so many different lawmakers that either said, A, there should be a lot more done, that they feel like either the jets from NATO allies should have been brought in, or whether or not they should see these defense systems from nearby NATO countries, these, these old Soviet-era missile systems, that they should be brought in. Uh, but there is, like you said, such a fine line here, because the U.S wants to avoid any direct conflict with Russia. But of course, look at the back and forth already going on every day here. It already feels like we're in a, uh, you know, a tit for tat every second when it comes to the U.S. and Russia relationship. Absolutely. Now, the United States has moved military personnel into the area, not directly in Ukraine. Uh, you and I were talking off air a little bit about how more of that is going to happen. Can you explain further what specifically uh, is the military doing? Absolutely. So we just found out about this, and I'm assuming that we're going to see more of these kind of moves in the weeks and months ahead. But the Navy is moving six of what's known as their Growler aircraft. There's these modified F-18s that have, uh, I mean, think about the most advanced fighter jets you can imagine out there. They have these uh, tactical systems that allow them also to... Uh, you know, jam other uh, radio intelligence, uh, other electronics in the area. They're moving six of these jets from a base in Washington State over to western Germany to a NATO Air Force base. Also, 240 personnel that are going to be a part of this uh, this unit, if you will. They're going over there to help bolster NATO's defenses across eastern Europe. But it, been, it was made very clear to us earlier today from the Pentagon that they're not going into Ukraine. The idea is not for these jets to go right up against Russia. Obviously, though, it's certainly going to be a sign to Russia that there are more, uh, uh, there's more power, there's more manpower, as well as uh, uh, sophisticated weaponry in the region. So if Russia were to try to do anything to any of these NATO countries, we're talking about Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, uh, that the U.S. would have options ready to go nearby. It would not take a long time for these jets to get into action. That, of course, is still not what we would like to see happen, because you said that's World War III. But obviously the U.S. is looking at all of their options in terms of deference and defense capabilities. And I would imagine we're going to see other countries in the alliance look to see what else resources they can move there as well. And is that also a sign to try and deter Vladimir Putin from introducing chemical weapons or nuclear weapons into this conflict, something the United Nations has been very wary of? We heard early in this that Russia had put their nuclear capabilities on high alert. 
They did. And obviously, nuclear is, is the one word that I think keeps everybody up at night. But, you know, when we've spoken to officials here, you know, they do say that they have not seen any reason to change the American posture on nuclear weapons. So there can be a lot of talk. Haven't heard as much in the last few days, which I would hope is a, is a good sign. Um, but nuclear weapons, of course, being the one factor that would change anything and everything in this, in this war. No indications uh, that Putin w- was going to do that. Or even the chemical weapons. The White House has warned repeatedly that you know they don't want chemical weapons to be introduced at all, that that wouldn't be tolerated. However, officials have said they also have not seen any evidence of those chemical weapons being moved into Ukraine. So I think, obviously, this is a, an effort to get out in front to remind Russia we're keeping an eye on just about everything. But you bring up a really good point that's also an X factor in all this. Uh, the intelligence coming from the region is is not always 100%. You've got a lot of, uh, of uh, people looking from above, from the skies, trying to intercept what may be going on. But because there are not American boots on the ground, not NATO boots on the ground in Ukraine, a lot of this information is, it has to be filtered out. It has to be verified. We've heard rumors and rumblings going on all day today about um, something else regarding poisonings, but there's been no proof at all. Uh, and so obviously, you know, a lot of these comments can... Uh, to be watched very closely can get very dramatic, but everything has to be reined in and taken a look at to make sure it's accurate. Fox's Mark Meredith, always working the phones over the Pentagon. We really appreciate you, Mark. Thanks for joining us here on the Fox Thanks News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.